Jeremy, you got an interesting uh, history, interesting work history, all that jazz. So we're kind of making a Frankenstein episode. I hope you're fine with being a part of that. Let's try it. If you've got a question, the voices are rising, I hear. Oh, Plastics. Plastics, the Voices of Resin is a plastics podcast sponsored by SPE, inspiring plastics professionals. If you want to find out more about SPE, please visit for, like the number, SPE.org. Um, hello, and we're speaking with Jeremy Dworshak. Hello, this is Jeremy Dworshak. And by we, uh, I mean, I am not Lindsay. I and am, I am Lindsay. She's Lindsay. I'm a Mercedes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Jeremy Dorshak. Uh, I've been a plastics nerd now for almost 20 years. All right. Um, got introduced to SPE actually as a graduate student. Got a scholarship through SPE, the foundation. Uh, then mm-hmm. got uh, got appointed into the injection molding division. Hey. Served a couple of spots there. And then uh, actually Russ, I met Russ at a plastics news executive forum. And he persuaded the executive board to give me an appointed position on the executive board. And I've been serving as treasurer since then. So. Well, congratulations. Yeah. So thanks. how long does that make your SPE tenure so far? Uh, I think we're about 13 or 14 years. Ooh, nice. Wow. So. Lucky 13 or 14. Right. Wow. That's why I made it 14. You're getting I didn't think notes. the 13 sounded good. So. That's why it's uh, things have been getting like a little... <laughs> Little, uh, you know, you've been rebelling a little bit, or like, you know, you're you're a teenager now. Right, there <laughs> we go. I know. Yeah, like yep. room spring New responsibility. Like, yep. Listen, Zits. if this were Amish country, <laughs> so your wild plastic oats. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> uh, hashtag get me nerdy. <laughs> Tell us about your um, non SPE job. Yeah. All right. I um, I work at Steinwall oh. Custom Injection Molder in Minneapolis. That name sounds familiar. Yeah. 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 Feels like you guys are big supporters of SPE. We are. Yeah, we, uh, we're sponsoring the luncheon tomorrow, the women's luncheon. Oh. Yeah, and uh, I'll, uh, I'll be there with Donna Davis you know, right. to give a little one to two minute little uh, thank, thankful announcement you know, for Steinwall to, for us to be a sponsor. Uh-huh. So thanks for that opportunity. Um, but my role at Steinwall is I, I'm the director of business development and research and development as well. So did you start off in that position? Where did you start? At Steinwall. Steinwall, I was brought in as a materials engineer. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so I helped with just the understanding of the resins, how you can process them, working with the processing teams, uh, and then moved into different leadership roles. Engineering manager, tool room manager, quality manager, uh, and then most recently into my current role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Yep. Um, yep. Roundtable, favorite polymer, go. Start, oh, we're starting okay. with me. Oh. I was looking at you. Well, I wasn't looking at you, so favorite I didn't Favorite polymer, know. go. Uh, Glass-filled polyethylene. Oh, fancy. Neat polycarbonate. Um, PP, little polypro. Just living Simple. Hinge. Just a little <laughs> recyclable, you know, in Chicago. Just living your life. Yep. Just living, just it's there. Not banned. I am, giving banned. A, I am giving a presentation on PLA later, so hey. that might be a close second. So I have a little game prepared, uh, Jeremy. All right, I'm ready. And so as I mentioned... Um, I was moderating the color and appearance uh, session this morning um, instead of preparing for this podcast. Mm-hmm. There's so, some good attendance there. I was napping. Yeah, so. it was. Uh, you weren't. You were tweeting. I was tweeting okay. from my hotel bed. But, and you were giving out all these these cool new uh, plastic stickers. Yeah, I have one. Not a good sticker. Now, yeah. If you uh, if you want a sticker, um, find us. Tweet us. Grandma's. 
Um, so a little game that I invented during when I was supposed to be paying attention. Okay. Um, was, uh, let's see, I have a name for it. I haven't even told you about this. I know, I'm kind so, of excited. I'm, <laughs> it's called... I'm anxious. Um, words pulled from slides. Yeah, you got to work on that name. Or... <laughs> WPS? No, I'm not. That's like the like a quarter of the title. Okay. It's either called. It's already been short. So, so these these I'm gonna give you a choice. Now this is either something pulled from a slide or a direct quote from someone's presentation today in the color and appearance session, which neither of you guys were there. Mm. So no. thanks for showing up. You're welcome. Something else. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hashtag injection molding is the best molding. Okay. All right. Um. And uh, or or is it a band? So, is it? Call an appearance session, or is it a band name? Mm. Okay, I'm gonna roll a dice. We'll go band name. No, you have to hear no, it first. <laughs> I haven't said it. You haven't heard it. All right. I was trying to choose the game. Should no, I, should, this should is, I should this said is number the two. Game. All right, let's start. Let's start with an easy one. I get it. One or the other. Understand. Raw tio two. Uh, that is not a band name, <laughs> <laughs> but it should be. Yeah. Okay. Um, I bet Ra, I bet Ra is a band name. Ra, oh, yeah, it's gotta okay. be. Yeah. Um, sheer stress. <laughs> Not a band name. Okay, all right. Uh, let me give you a harder one. Surface metal. <laughs> Whoa, wow, these are really Not good. a band name, but it sounds <laughs> pretty dang cool. Free radicals. <laughs> <laughs> Not a band name. <laughs> I got one for you. Yeah. Five speed crayon. Band name. It is. Okay. <laughs> is that your band? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Do you have a band? I do not. No. Nope. Um, right, I <laughs> <laughs> Flocculation. <laughs> not a band name. <laughs> Jeremy, you're good at your job. <laughs> How about carbon? Oh. Both. Got it. Oh, Lindsay. Nice. Well, do you have a funny story or an anecdote? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I can uh, I can tell you, you know, a story about when I first went to college to tour colleges, and I and went and was talking with the different professors in in engineering and chemical engineering and plastics, and uh, I went and talked with this very smart man, and I uh, told me I was not smart enough oh. to to go into plastics. Burn. Yeah, and uh, but he was so, not Minnesota nice either. Yeah, well, he's from North Dakota too. Okay, you know, so, yeah. Yeah. see, have mm-hmm. you ever sent him emails that said? Proved you wrong and other <laughs> profanities. I won't do it because Val's got enough work in this episode. <laughs> I did. I did. And, uh, and actually at, uh, at our senior design poster project, I had done an internship with his prize pupil was the full-time employee at the, at the position. And uh, I took his job. His oh, prize people's job. Oh, snap. So, yeah, I didn't know hashtag symbol at that time. But you no, felt it. I did. You felt the yep. hashtag. Like, hashtag suck it. <laughs> hashtag I did it. Hashtag I showed you. Hashtag get off me, bro. Yep, yep. Usually he- I'd be helping you. Brain dead. Totally brain dead. <laughs> oh, that's upsetting. I'm sorry. I'll come back to life soon drinking this coffee here. Um, so also, I uh, hope he's listening to this podcast right now. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Just- I think Plastics has a very far-reaching audience, so probably. We, I think we'll make it to North Dakota eventually. <laughs> yeah, so no You know, doubt. you're not the only North Dakotan that we know. Uh, Who's we met the other? Some, we met a, a handful of students that came out. Two years ago? Yeah, I suppose. Oh, that was Chad's group, right? One yeah. Two years yes. ago? Chad yeah. Olvin. 
Yeah. yeah, he's on the board. I'm starting with Back to Life. In fact, you know, Chad and I wrote the paper that I'm presenting on later today. Hey, yo, uh, mm-hmm. what time? Uh, Four o'clock. So, so this is not this is not the live podcast. Yeah, so right. By the time you hear this, it'll be it'll over. be over. <laughs> <laughs> and you missed it. And we'll update you with how it went. Yeah, but the uh, we won't be there because we're like two interviews behind. <laughs> You know, the other cool yeah. thing about SPE, you know, other than beating you guys too, is, uh, you know, Chad and I were undergraduate uh, classmates and friends. And uh, then we just kind of, you know, you kind of keep in touch, keep together. And, you know, he moved on to get his doctorate. I wasn't smart enough to do a doctorate, you know, so I quit at a master's. Man, you barely, you barely <laughs> I know, doubt it. <laughs> I did. And, uh, but, you know, uh, through SPE, you know, it's uh, helped rekindle the connection and uh, we do a lot of projects together. And uh, so SP kind of helps fantastic. helps yeah, with that. Don't you guys work with him on like that hemp plastic? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. At the booth, you guys had the mugs, and at the yes. breakfast, the women's yep. networking breakfast, you had the little uh, Steinwall mugs. Yep. Yep. There's going to be uh, those ones are uh, are beer steins molded, you know, from PLA with malt malting residues residues from the from the brewing process. Mm-hmm. So well, it's a beer stein good. made of beer. So and, and are at, you at, at you're using a byproduct of. The brewing process yes. to manufacture plastic. That's right. Well, How that's cool, cool is that? That's Look yeah. at that. Really plastic cool. saving the world oh once gosh. again. Saving the mm-hmm. world. Because what would we do with all those uh, thing, things that are, you know, the beer things that we can't drink? Right. Just make them into plastic. Right. Um, now, at NPE, you guys had a, a wonderful idea, which was you made a wall of steins, the stein wall of steins. You like that? That's, Steinwall, that's yeah. engineers being market Steinwall, managers. Steinwall. You get it? Yeah. Yeah, that's as far it's, as we got. It's pretty brilliant. Did we mention <laughs> Maureen Steinwall at all? I, I don't know, but we should. She's pretty badass. She's pretty cool. Very Are we cool. allowed to say that? That's going to be pretty I think badass is fine. Okay. Yeah. Badass. Yeah. Badass. Badass. Yeah, we'll, we'll pronounce Badassery. it the French way. Badass. Yeah. Um, how did you first come into contact with uh, Maureen? Uh, actually, when I was a graduate student, uh, I was looking to get full-time work, and I actually was working at a John Deere company. And uh, the director of materials at that time and still was Jay Olson. And uh, so I befriended Jay. Jay's still a good friend of mine today. And uh, he didn't have a position for me at Deer at the time. They didn't have openings. But uh, he referred me to a few of their partner manufacturing molders, one of them being Marine. Uh, so I went down and met with her. And yeah, I was immediately just impressed. And uh, we had a good connection right away. Both kind of learner types uh, and plastic nerds. And uh, yeah, so I uh, met her. And uh, the rest is history. And you've been with Steinwall for what, 12-ish yeah. years? Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a good chunk of time. That's fantastic. I'm here yeah. for it. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously, Steinwall is super supportive of SPE, as we mentioned earlier. So it's nice to work for a company that's supportive of all the cool stuff we do. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really is. Yeah, Marine does. Marine fosters an environment of continuous learning and really allows individuals to go and do what they think is important, not just for them, but for the company as well. So it's a, the empowerment piece is really refreshing. Can you, um, can you give me an example of that specifically in your work that you've done, something that you felt that has been important for you and, and that has been important for the company as and well? And if not, yeah. do you want to rethink your statement and then put yeah. an example with it? Right. Or are we just getting right. into a rat hole here? <laughs> yeah. No, this will be a little... <laughs> so this, many rat holes. Yeah. Yeah. Not a band. <laughs> uh, this will be a little teaser for next year. Uh, we're working, we're partnering with the Madison Group uh, on a paper right up for next year. Again, another SPE connection. Yes. As Eric, Eric Foltz. Foltz is on the injection molding board as well. Exactly. Don't care if that's how the connection was fostered. Yep. We're counting it. It is. And then, you know, <laughs> Jeffrey Jansen, you know, he's on. I uh, do. He's, he's one of my speakers for my moderating sessions. Right. 
Yep. And uh, so one of the one of the things that I was noticing, you know, when managing the engineering team at Steinwall is we would get defects back, you know, from customers and they would send them maybe to a testing company and the testing company would say it was molded incorrectly. Oh, that's an easy one to blame it on. I know. (laughs) Those jerks. But I started doing some research. There is no definitive information that I'm aware of or the Madison Group is aware of where it says this processing change leads to field failure. So there's no correlation. There's conjecture, but nothing scientifically Mm. proven. So, uh, Little uh, fake news. Yeah, right on. Use little hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag fake. There it is. There it is. <laughs> there it is. So uh, we, you know, um, we decided that we wanted to um, get some data behind proving that. And uh, so we proposed a tool concept, a part concept, and a partnering concept between us and the Madison Group. Uh, and, you know, Marine was behind it the whole way. You know, Steinwell was behind it the whole way. Uh, so we commissioned a tool. We made parts. Right now they're being tested at the Madison Group. And uh, we'll be able to have some data behind what, what changes in the injection molding process actually lead to a potential predicted defect that the Madison Group tests for? Well, that's pretty mm. awesome. Um, so, tool, uh, band name, or both? both. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Well, I well, think that's a good. I think, that's uh, a good one to end on. <laughs> every, yeah, got to got to end with a good uh, a good uh, pun. It's getting close. I got, I got some time. Okay. Well, um, Jeremy, thank you so much for being on the thank pod you. today. Yeah. yeah, thank you. It was great. Bye. Oh, the voices of resin. Thank you for being the voice of resin here with us today. Anytime. Welcome to the tropical edition of Plastics. Um, only 50% of the Plastics. Mercedes is not invited to the tropics. I think it's because her hair will get too frizzy. Really Although I really, I can't speak for myself though. My hair is getting pretty frizzy too. It is humid um, and windy, but beautiful. <laughs> so I am Lizzie Nebble and I am a plastics engineer for Tech Tank in Erie, Pennsylvania. And with me, I have Jeremy Dvorak. Hi, how you doing Lizzie? Hey Jeremy. So Jeremy and I are actually here um, for the executive board uh, meeting in San Juan. Um, I don't know when this episode's coming out, but... If you want to look back on your calendar, this is early January when all the earthquakes are happening. So I am in a high state of panic. <laughs> yeah, we definitely got a little shake this morning. Yeah, so. it's uh, not my favorite thing. I'm pretending that I'm actually, my room is haunted by a ghost. <laughs> I was an earthquake rookie until today. Me too. So, I, yeah. I would go back to snow. Yeah. I'm all for snow. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm actually anxious myself. Um, so uh, I believe in our first episode, we talked about, you know, you... Um, your work history, where you're working now, what you do. We talked about your boss, uh, Maureen Steinwell, who, um, I know she's kind of like starting to step away from her role in leadership at, um, Steinwell. Um, but today I think we want to talk about, um, your education. Okay. Um, because you're not a quote unquote plastics engineer in the fact that you didn't go to one of the six accredited plastic schools. I did not. I want to know how that's affected your entrance into the industry. Um, if it's more by chance, if it's more, you know, you still went in with your intentions. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah, you bet. Yeah, I did. I went to North Dakota State for my undergraduate in mechanical engineering, and they did have a polymers option, you know, so I got a little bit of influence from plastics. And then I have a graduate degree in material science. Um, but uh, I chose, I was actually initially thinking chemical engineering. Mm. 
But uh, tricky, yeah, <laughs> really. And uh, but North Dakota State didn't have that program, so the closest they had because I like the chemistry side, and the closest they had was mechanical engineering with that polymers option. So I started on that, and I uh, really liked the chemistry side of things, and so I kind of focused on that when I was looking for my first job. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think that's a lot of what most people's options are, kind of mechanical engineering, and then you fall into plastics or there's like some sort of polymer science yeah. aspect to it. Yeah. Um, I can give a little more background on that, I guess, yeah. too. Like, I'm, So as a senior in high school and chemistry and physics class, they had us interview somebody that we thought were in a major that we might be interested in. And growing up in Midwest, North Dakota, there's a refinery and there happened to be a lab manager there that I interviewed. I thought maybe being a lab manager at a refinery could be interesting. And uh, he actually had an advanced degree from NDSU, North Dakota State, in polymer science, in, in the, oh, the okay. polymers and coatings area. So as he was talking to me about that, uh, that kind of got my interest more, like in the chemistry side of things. And specifically, maybe not plastics per se, but polymers, you know, and, and, and refinery chemistry at the very least. Which, good news, yeah, <laughs> worked out for you. It did. It, well, so far. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yep. Things could take a wild turn here. Never know. <laughs> um, so I know um, since you've graduated, North Dakota State has kind of, there's still not an accredited school in like the classic plastics engineering sense, but right. I believe their program has kind of shaped up a little more plastics It has, yeah. Um, one, of, one of my friends as an undergraduate, uh, actually, Dr. Chad Alvin, you know, who we know from the he, injection molding division. And he is actually a uh, future uh, plastics interviewee. He'd be a great candidate for that. He half signed up, half okay. voluntold. Yeah. It's fine. Well, he's <laughs> one of the more knowledgeable people, people I know in bioplastics. So I think it'd be a great, right. That's great one for you to where do. We're going. Um, but anyway, we were undergraduates together. Uh, okay. Then he went right for his advanced degree and I worked for a little bit then went for my advanced degree. Then he ended up coming back to North Dakota State, as you know, and he's a professor there now. But uh, we had um, both when we were undergraduates, there's a professor there who's still there. And when we both experienced some other advanced coursework at other universities and kind of saw a little bit of what the gaps were potentially with material science and polymers, specifically at NDSU. Right. We talked with him uh, and Chad then incorporated some more of those fundamentals into his into the courses he teaches which is the materials types courses for engineering and it's kind of i think helped kind of give a better foundation to some of the engineers from ndsu anyway with regard to plastics um yeah because i've noticed there's been a lot more um students being represented from north dakota state um and you know that's great great to see what would you say you know i guess my question is does Steinwall use interns from all different schools? Do you guys pick specific schools? Um, Good question. You know, we do actually utilize a few of them. Um, there is Stout. UW Stout is not mm -hmm. far from where Steinwall is located in Twin Cities, about 45 minutes to an hour. Really? Oh, yeah. Man, my geography is bad. <laughs> so we, you know, and uh, we have some connections there, right? We both know Adam Cramschuster, but there's others oh, yeah. there that we know. Uh, way for another one. Um, and also the Winona State. They're in um, South... East Minnesota, and uh, they have a composites program. Um, okay. And other major polymer companies, like RTP Company, major in our area anyway, they hire a lot of Winona State grads. So do some other manufacturers. Hmm. We also hire some Winona State grads. Um, and then along with North Dakota State, you know, so I would say those three are pretty primary. However, 
University of Minnesota is right there too. You know, so we have, of course have some University of Minnesota, more graduates from like a peer engineering discipline though. Okay. I mean, um, I know like the Wisconsin Stout program is a little bit more, um, I guess their syllabus kind of lines up a little bit more with like a Penn State or UMass school along those like injection molding type lines. Would you say, you know, in comparison of those interns and those students, are you seeing a big practicality gap? Or do you think if they're coming from a straight engineering discipline, they can kind of adapt to what the practicality part requires of them? That's a great question. You know, and anytime you do a hire, we all know it's a bit of a risk, you know, (laughs) for both the person bringing on and for the company. Right. Um, We've been, I say, relatively fortunate. Uh, We typically look for a candidate that kind of has maybe an innate interest in doing either hands-on type work. Maybe they even do their own type of work. Maybe they're, maybe they build stuff on the side for themselves or even out of wood, you know, something hands-on. It seems like those types of people enjoy being part of the process, making things and seeing things happen. That's true. Yeah. That's not me. I don't make a lot of things. (laughs) I, I only kind of try sometimes, but (laughs) I make myself anxious. That's about it. (laughs) Right. Um, yeah, so uh, Jeremy, I know a couple years ago at the NPE show, um, Steinwall worked with Chad's company, right? Yes. Um, to uh, create some product out of bio-based materials. Can you kind of expand on what the project was? You bet. You know, how you came about that? Yeah, you bet. Yep. So actually that came about just due to Chad and my friendship. You know, as he, he was developing a polymer, needed someone to help process it, kind of help understand what are the pros and cons and the processing requirements to make a product. Um, Also being in North Dakota, he's part of some councils that promote industry within North Dakota. And in those councils are also OEMs that maybe have an interest for bio-based products in this case. So Chad came to me and said, hey, is Steinwall interested in developing a process for this material? It ended up we ended up working with him and partnering with him, learning a lot about tooling and how to process. And eventually the product is essentially a container for natural occurring rodent repellent scents and aromas. And, wow. we, and we create a real interesting. Yeah. And actually the lady that's in, responsible for this company would also be a great candidate for another interview for you guys. Um, her name is Carrie. Carrie Block from Earthkind. Um, but, Sorry, uh, Carrie, you have just been signed yeah, up. She's a great person. You'll really enjoy her. Uh, but uh, she was very focused and she learned about naturally occurring things based on her past. And so then she helped create these naturally occurring rodent repellents and wanted a container that had that same environmental flair. So that's why she partnered with Chad. And then Chad asked us to help develop the process. Um, so we've learned a lot about bio-based processing, you know, what the temperatures need to be, the shear influences, tool steel configurations. Um, and we actually presented last year at Antec about some of our findings. This year, we were also asked, uh, Steinwell's also being asked to present at Molding 2020. So we'll actually be a keynote at Molding 2020 talking about what we've learned from a manufacturing process, control and setup with bio-based polymers. Hmm. So with the bio-based polymers, do you see that? I mean, obviously, this is a very practical use for that. Um, But do you see a lot of like future products kind of using the bio-based plastics as more of a trendy option? Obviously, there's a practicality option, but maybe someone's choosing the bio-based just for trend's sake versus, you know, actual material requirements. 
usage. Yeah, I, I think you're right. There probably will be a mix, right? I think there'll definitely be some areas of focus that they want to capture some of the interest in that area now. However, I think that there are companies out there, and I've seen some of it, where they want to create a sustainable footprint. And I think, you know, what you and I saw, you know, at this last year's Antec, where they, the Alliance to End Plastic Waste was talking about all the facets that can help provide a solution for materials, particularly plastics. Part of that is a bio-based solution, a percentage of that. Right. That's not the whole picture, right? You know, recycling and reuse, of course, is too. Um, but uh, bio-based sustainable polymers is part of that. Um, one thing I recently saw that I'm starting to have conversations with today is actually Mattel. You might have noticed on LinkedIn, I noticed it like a month ago. Hmm. They want to have, I believe, and look at the LinkedIn to get 100% of what it is, but they want to have a sizable percentage of their toys made out of sustainable bio-based plastics. Which makes sense. It does. I feel like that's a very practical application because I... I mean, I know I get rid of a lot of toys right. in my house. I know, right? And then what do we do with them, right? I mean, you, you can't really reuse them. No. It doesn't seem like you can. There's yeah, limitations. I mean, yeah, there's there's reusing them within the realm of another kid playing yeah, with it. But which once, is great. But once it's broke or something along those right. lines, it's pretty much it done. Is. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow, yeah. that's... I will have to look into that. Yeah. So with that focus, we're hoping that we can offer some of what we learned to help them kind of promote their sustainability efforts. I like it. Um, all right, Jeremy. Well, thanks for doing this uh, part two episode. Thank you. Um, I appreciate it. And um, hopefully we have no more earthquakes. I agree. Thanks, Lindsay. <laughs> all right, guys. Before we wrap up this episode of Plastics, we just wanted to remind you to register for Antec. We're living it up in San Antonio from March 30th to April 2nd. Antec 2020 is produced by SPE and is the largest most respected and lit technical conference in the plastics industry. It's where classroom theory connects with real world solutions. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Plastics. Did you know that new episodes appear on the first Friday of every month? It's pretty much just as good as your Friday paydays. And if you want to keep the excitement coming, make sure you follow us or subscribe and then you'll see those new episodes pop up and it will just be a thing of beauty. Plastics.